Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Where there's something that happens when we are meeting together, when we assemble into this God idea of community. Um, and worship him. I believe that, that God moves, that God changes. Like there were things that for the children of Israel that they had um, in, uh, for when they went in the promised land individually, but there was something as well when they went in together. And I believe that God has something for you individually, that the Bible says that he has good plans for you, a hope and a future. But I think as well, part of God's plan for you is actually going in together in community. That, that you can get to a place on your own, but there's a, only so far that you can go. But that with God, that, that there are actually things that he has designed for you that just like the children of Israel, jo, um, Joshua couldn't go in by himself. Caleb couldn't go by, in by himself. But all the nation of Israel went in together. And I believe that is as well for um, community, um, how God has designed it. But hey... Welcome to Thrive. Um, I'm just so glad that you are here. Um, you call Thrive home. Hey, welcome. Um, but uh, if you are new here, also, hey, I'm just so glad that you are here. I hope that you feel at home, uh, that, that know that you are so welcome. And uh, above all the nice feelings and like, oh, they said hi to me. I really do hope that uh, you feel the presence of the Lord and that it's really, it's Jesus that changes lives, that transforms lives. And um, I'd love to connect with you after we, um, every Sunday, we go downstairs in the Connect Bar. We have some coffee, some snacks, and, and really, that's not the goal of it. It's uh, really just to connect and to, to fellowship there. So I'd love to have you join us after. Um, we're in a series we are calling, I Think I Heard From God. I think I heard from God. Have you ever thought that? I, I think I heard from God. Um, hopefully by the end of this, it'll be more that you say, I know I heard from God. But, um, uh, and we're talking about how to hear and to discern the voice of God and how to be led by the Spirit of God. That, uh, that really God is speaking, and more importantly, is God is actually speaking to you. He's not just doing a general PA announcement to everybody over the intercom. All right, this is the direction. He's actually speaking to you. That uh, God is speaking to you. And in Romans 8, verse 14, it says this. Romans 8, 14. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. That, that as a son, a daughter of God, when you say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life, when you follow him, him. You are now a part of the family. You are adopted into the family. And now because of that, that you actually are able to hear and for the Lord to be speaking to you, that, that you are to be led by the Spirit of God. As we said the first week is that there really are two ways that you can do life. You can either live by trial and error, right? Because your knowledge, your understanding, what you see, even if you're an expert, is only limited. It's only so far. And, and that you can either go by trial and error, operating on your knowledge, your understanding, um, or you can actually be led by the Spirit of God, that the creator of the universe, the one who knows the beginning from the end, that he actually wants to lead you, to lead you into his plans and into his purposes. That 
That as well, you know, the people that God has assigned to your life, that he's put into your life, are too precious, are too important to just, uh, for, for them to be my trial and error guinea pigs, right? Like uh, my kids are, uh, the Lord has given them to me that I actually want to be spirit led for the Lord to lead me and to guide me. So we've talked about why it's important to hear the voice of God uh, and to be led by God, um, how God primarily speaks and we've also identified how that sounds, but um, we're going to build on those last two weeks today, and if you missed the last two, I'd encourage you to um, go back, listen to them on YouTube or on our podcast and, and, and catch that. I think it, it will really help you in your walk, but today we're, uh, we're going to talk about how we can position ourselves to hear the voice of God uh, and look at very practical ways of how we can apply this to our life. And, and not a formula, um, because uh, if you try and boil any relationship down to a formula, um, that's not good. It's not going to work very well. Um, but actually principles and practices that will help you hear the voice of God. Um, if you're taking notes, the title of my message today is, Hit the Spiritual Gym. Hit the spiritual gym. Uh, I'm glad I put spiritual in there. That way I don't, no condemnation for myself. Um, no, but I have been going to the gym, but that's another point. Okay, in Galatians, uh, in Genesis 8, it says this. In Genesis 8, it says, uh, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. As long as the earth is here, this is how the world is going to remain. There's going to be seed time, harvest, winter, summer, uh, and, and it's going to be that way as long as the earth remains. Now, this scripture, I think, gives every Canadian hope in the midst of winter. It's like, this is scriptural. As long as the earth remains, there will be winter, but there will be summer, right? Right? Uh, and and, and it's, uh, even if it's second winter, third winter, it is encouragement to me. Um, but not only that, not only can it encourage you, this scripture, on um, living in Calgary and um, with the weathers, but actually um, that this actually is uh, how, we how everything works throughout life is seed and harvest, that what you sow, you will reap. What you put in, you will get out in, in multiplication. What you invest, you will, you will get a withdrawal. You'll get that back. Uh, uh, whether it's like very like practical, like horticulturally, like if you sow beans, you're going to get a bean, bean plant and you're going to get some beans, right? Um, if, you, if you are friendly to someone, you sow that in, you're like being friendly. You know what? You're actually going to get eventually a harvest of friends, uh, in relationships, when you sow love, you're going to get a, a, a you're going to actually get that back. That you, that's how the world works. If you sow a smile, maybe most people look at you like you're crazy. Why are you smiling at me right now? We're in Walmart. Like, just don't make eye contact. But eventually, you will get a smile. Right? What you what you sow, you will also reap. Um, and that you and I actually are actually a harvest from a seed that God sowed. That God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. Why? So Jesus was a seed and that now he went to the cross, he went to the grave, underground, he rose again, right? And so now that you and I are now sons and daughters of God. So we're actually a harvest on the seed that God sowed. 
a seed that God sowed, that, that now we are sons and daughters of God. Sowing and reaping, I think also, applies to hearing God's voice. It also applies to hearing God's voice. That I believe that we can sow or we can put in in a way that helps position us to hear God's voice. Because God is speaking, and more importantly, God is, uh, is speaking to you. In Galatians 6, verse 7, it says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. That when you sow to the flesh, or another translation would say to sinly, uh, sinful desires or the impulses of the flesh, it's actually going to reap corruption. It'll reap destruction in your life. But when you sow to the Spirit, there will be a harvest, and that harvest is eternal life, and, and eternal life for the future, for your eternity is now secure in Him. We have a hope for Him. But it's not only just your ticket to heaven that you get as you sow in spiritually. Uh, when it says that you will uh, get eternal life when you sow to the Spirit, um, life there is zoe. It is the God, the life that comes from God, the God kind of life. And that life that God has is, is for the future, but it is also for right now for you to experience his life right now. Like John 10, 10 says that Jesus said that the thief only comes except to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that they may have life, again, Zoe, the God kind of life, and have it abundantly when, right now, that he's come so that you can experience his goodness, his faithfulness, the things of God right now and to the future. That that Zoe kind of life, that abundant, overflowing life, and when you sow in the Spirit, when you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap eternal life, the God kind of life that you can experience. And I believe part of God's life that he has for you, I don't even believe it because it's a good idea. I believe it because I see it in Scripture. A part of that is for the Lord to lead you and to guide you. For the Spirit of the Lord to lead you in what he has. For God to speak to you. That God's best for you is to lead and to guide you. Jesus even said in uh, John 63, uh, John 6, 63, that his words are actually life, that his words are life. They are Zoe, they are life to you. So the more you sow or invest into the spirit, the more I believe you're actually positioning yourself to hear the voice of the Lord clearly. Now, if, if, I, was, um, if I had signed up to uh, run a marathon, and uh, obviously this is hypothetical, um, but if I had signed to run a marathon and I'm like, okay, like seriously, I got to train, I got to train. So I train, but when I go to the gym, I'm going every day, every day. Nat, like I got to go to the gym every day. So I go to the gym every day, but I do upper body. <laughs> and that's all what I do. Every day, upper body, I do curls, I do presses, I do everything. And, you know, I, I'm doing it for a year because I got a marathon in a year. So I'm doing it. And so eventually you start to see me. I start going like this and it's, it's pretty great. And, and I hit in the gym every day doing upper body. Like I'm training, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to the gym. And then when my marathon comes, I'm like, okay, here we go. 
here we go. And I try, like, because I'm so big now because I've been doing this. I do my stretches here. And then I, then the gun goes off and I'm running. And all of a sudden, four minutes in, my calves start to cramp. Like, oh, oh. And then I'm starting to get winded. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Jesus, is that you? Like, and then, and, and, and I'm struggling and I wonder why am I struggling? Well, because what I was sowing into, what I was focusing on positioned me, but it positioned me in the wrong place, right? If I'm running a marathon, I shouldn't be just only doing upper body, but I should probably be doing some cardio. I should probably be doing some leg days, right? Like I should be doing that, right? But because of what I was putting into, sowing into, it positioned me in the wrong place. So suddenly what I was to run, what I was doing, even though I had the shirt, even though I had the cool number, I was struggling. Why? Because I was focusing, putting effort into the wrong place. And I think that's the same as when you... When you sow into the flesh, uh, when, when the, your flesh becomes stronger, but then you struggle to walk in by, by the Spirit. It becomes harder to, to, to walk by the Spirit. It becomes more of a struggle to, to hear the voice of God. Not that God's voice is changing, not that necessarily like I'm, it's because now I, uh, he stopped speaking. It's a struggle because I've been putting the effort into the wrong thing, right? But, uh, there's a race for me to run, a way for me to run, but I've been putting it into the wrong place. But when you sow into the spirit, you're going to reap the things of God. You're going to harvest the things of God. And I believe as you sow into the Spirit, if you, uh, to, to really overdo the analogy, if you give your spirit, a, a go to the gym and you work out your spirit, that I believe that you'll actually hear the voice of God more clearly. That you position yourself to hear His voice. As we said last week, that God primarily speaks spirit to spirit that his spirit is speaking to your spirit. He is spirit, and his spirit bears witness. He speaks to your spirit. Could it be that at times when I'm not hearing God clearly, could it be that I'm sowing into the wrong areas? Am I working out the wrong areas? But the more I sow into the spirit, the more I believe I'm positioned, the more I believe you're positioned to hear God's voice clearly. Um, so I'm going to get very practical of, of what does that look like? Very practical of what does that look like sowing into the Spirit or to hear God's voice? And what does that look like to go to us, the spiritual gym, right? Like, what does that uh, practically look like in the area of hearing God's voice? In Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. See, there's a acknowledging him in all your ways, then he will direct your path. See, there is a part of, the first one I would say is to acknowledge him, to trust him, to have faith in him, that God, you are God and I am not. Like, your ways are better than my ways. And when choices are in front of you in life, this is how it practically looks. I can go left, 
I can go right. Or for you right now, I could go right or I could go left. And then you practically, it's, okay, instead of just doing what you think, okay, okay, I'm gonna go this way. Lord, do you mind just blessing it and putting a rubber stamp on it? Do you mind, God? Instead is acknowledging him in all my ways. Okay, I have these two decisions in front of me. I have this in front of me. God, what should I do? What is your way? God, I don't know exactly what way. I might even, ha- I might even have an idea, but I'm not gonna put weight or lean on my own understanding because I know it's not gonna hold me. God, what do you have to say? And you know what? He will direct your steps. Uh, and, and he will... I think in order to do this, we need to be willing to let go of our preconceived ideas or our plans and to really have things with an open hand of, God, what should I do? I'm not looking for you to confirm like what I want you to tell me. I'm actually saying, God, what should I do? Have you ever been there where you've done the opposite though? I have, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna act first and just lean on my own understanding. And then you like get there and you're like, ooh, this is not as good as I thought it would be. It's like, I got myself into something here. What's amazing about God is he's not like, told you so, told you so. But instead, that he is so gracious, he is so good, that we can, in the midst of even messes that we have created ourselves acknowledge him in all my ways, in all my ways, say, God, I don't know what to do here. I got myself into this mess, but know what? What do I do? And he is faithful. He is good to lead you and to guide you into all truth, to lead you out, right? We talked about um, earlier, was it last year? Yeah, last year, I think we talked about the good shepherd, that the God is, is, that Jesus is the good shepherd and how sheep oftentimes, they just wander all the time and like they'll get stuck in bushes or like up on cliffs. Like what type of animal is like a bush a threat by sheep? And, and we're equated to sheep. He, like, he is our shepherd, we're our sheep. But the faithfulness of the shepherd that he will lay his life down, he will rescue us from that prickly bush. <laughs> that he is faithful. But God's best, even though he'll rescue us when we get ourselves into things, his best is for us to acknowledge him in all our ways before we go. Acknowledge him. Now, If you wanted to have like a deep conversation, like a deep, meaningful conversation, maybe like some very important information, you're like, okay, like this is some important information. Oh, okay. And you're like, okay, okay, I got the place. And you bring someone to Superstore on a Saturday when they have all the lanes open. And the reason why is because it's crazy. It's so busy, there's like so much noise, so much chaos happening, like it is so crazy. Like you gotta get your elbows up to get to the, like get to the rice, like it is crazy. And, and if you're having a conversation with them, you're gonna sort of hear what they're saying, but you're also going to be hearing all this noise behind you, around you. You're also gonna be thinking like, is that lady gonna take me out with her cart? Like, and you're not going to like, you're not gonna have that much of a meaningful conversation. You might pick up a word or two, but you're not going to hear fully what is happening. And because why? Because you're going to get distracted. It's noisy. You can barely hear. You're just trying to make it out of, out of, like out of aisle four alive. And, uh, but life too, it can get busy. 
It can get noisy with the responsibilities that just come with life, the demands at work and at home, the pressures of life, those, those things that are, um, that are actually designed, that are screaming for your attention, a ding here, a bing there, and like that, that, uh, that it's screaming for your attention. And, many, and God is speaking in the midst of the noise, but I think there's many times where we don't actually, we don't perceive he's speaking because of all the noise that is going on around us. That there's so much noise going on around us and that, that okay, I just need to have a conversation with you, God, but there's so much noise in life going on around us. And I think another thing to, to, to actually sow into the spirit is to actually to withdraw to withdraw, to make part of your daily rhythm, to withdraw from the noise of life, to spend time with God, to withdraw from the noise of life, to spend time with the Father. Jesus did this often. In Luke 5, 16, it says this, so he, Jesus himself, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus, our example as Christ followers, disciples, Christians, Jesus, the Jesus, often it was part of his rhythm. He withdrew and to spend time in prayer with the Father. You know, before Jesus went and did the hardest thing, going to the cross, rising again, what did he do? Where was he? He was in the garden spending time with the Father. It should be uh, uh, something that we see is when we're going through it, not only, but not only when we're just going through it in life, but as part of our daily rhythm of actually making time, withdrawing and going to God in prayer allowing yourself physically to be quiet, but also be in that place spiritually of quiet to hear God's voice. Maybe for you, that's the morning before everyone gets up. Maybe it's the evening. It's like, Josiah, I'm not a morning person. I don't even know like which hand is left and right in the morning. Well, maybe then it's the evening for you. But God can, and he does, speak in the midst of noise. You don't need to be like, okay, whoa, 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 problem. You got to hold up here. I need to withdraw and now talk to God, and then I can get right back into this 911 situation. No, God does speak in the midst of noise. But part of our daily rhythm is having that quiet time with God and praying. And what, what is that doing? It's actually training your ear, right? Because I don't take my kids, I don't take them to, to Superstore to learn my voice, they learn my voice, my one-year-old and now my five-year-old. They know my voice because I spend time with them at home. I, I connect with them on one-on-one -on -one so that when we do go to Superstore and he's about to get run over by a cart, I can call his name. He knows me, he recognizes me, and he quickly listens. See, it's, it's not so much that God doesn't speak in the midst of chaos. It's that will set you up to train your ear to hear the voice of God so that when you are in the midst of chaos, when you're in the midst of when God needs to speak right now, in the midst of the volume and the pressures of life, that because of your time of withdrawing, now when he speaks to you, you know that is the Lord speaking to me and I can make that change. I can follow him right away right, that you know his voice in the midst of the noise. So withdraw. And when you do that, I believe that you can be, when you withdraw from the, the chaos, the noise, you can actually be in the midst of the noise and the chaos as your day goes on, but the chaos and the noise isn't in here. 
because you have the peace of the Lord with you, that you have spent time with the Father. So the second thing would be withdraw. And the third thing is uh, to get into the Word, to get into the Bible. Because the Bible is the Word of God. It is the will of God. God will never speak something to you that is outside of the Bible. Um, 2 Timothy 3 uh, verse 16 says this, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. That it is good, the word of God is for you to, to train you, to teach you in righteousness. What is righteousness? It is who God has made you to be. It is your new creation reality that you are now righteous in Christ, but now you need to learn what, do, what does that entail? And as well to bring correction as reading, oh, okay, I need to course correct here. That, that God is speaking and he's speaking through his word. In, in um, John uh, 14, verse 26, it says this, but the helper, that's the Holy Spirit, uh, whom the Father will send uh, in my name, he will teach you all things. He will bring to remembrance all that I have said. He'll bring to remembrance what, he's, what he has said. I think it's good to get into the word. Like scripture says, hide the word in your heart. So then, what, then the Holy Spirit actually has something to bring to your remembrance. Oh, there's this, what I've said in my word, and bring to remembrance, bring and, and, and encourage you, bring direction to you. There's been so many times where I've been reading like in, morn, in my morning devotions and I'm like, okay, that's a nice scripture. Like, that's really nice. Okay. And that was, that was it. It was like, oh, that was, that, was, that was a nice, pleasant scripture. And then as I went through the day, all of a sudden I'm facing something and I'm like, whoa, this scripture, this is exactly what I needed right here. And God brought, the Holy Spirit brought that to my remembrance. And you know, I think that as well is that that as you get into the word, that it can bring to your remembrance, that his word can be a light to your path. Um, and now maybe you haven't read your Bible in a while. Maybe it's like, ah, I just haven't even, like, haven't even started. Can I encourage you with, with this is maybe start with five minutes. Don't feel like, okay, I got to read a book like tonight. I got to do it like tonight. Um, it, because if you start way too big, you, you might, hey, you might be one of the ones who can do it. You start big and you, you don't go home. But, uh, but like maybe it's start small, right? The same way if you're running, maybe you don't start trying to go five kilometers running the whole way, right? Um, but instead start small. I'd suggest maybe do something called like the first 15. Take 15 minutes of your day and take five minutes to read the Bible. Take five minutes to pray to God. That prayer is not anything crazy. It's literally just you talking to God and then being quiet and allowing him to talk to you. And then five minutes of having worship on. Just the first 15, five minutes reading my Bible, five minutes in prayer, five minutes uh, worshiping God. Have, have my favorite worship song on. And just watch how, how that will really transform. If you're like, where should I start? Start there. Start with just five minutes, five minutes. So get into the word. I think the next thing is ask God, like, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to hear your voice clearly. In Matthew 7, verse 7, it says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will give uh, him a snake, will he? Uh, If you then, being evil, know uh, how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly, your father, uh, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask him? You know, when you ask God, God, I want to hear your voice clearly. God's not going to elude you. He's not going to be, well, jump through these five hoops. No, he's a good father, that as you ask, that he will give to you. Because it is God's idea to speak to you. It's God's idea for you to be led by his spirit. It's not like, um, you know, everybody all came together and, all right, God, we have this petition. Um, We'd like you to lead us, please. No, it was actually God's idea for him to lead you by his spirit. As we read last week with Samuel, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. The next thing I think that um, really is, is going to the spiritual gym, if you will, is, is praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. In Jude, uh, Jude 20, it says this, But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you pray in your heavenly language, it builds you up spiritually. Praying in your heavenly language, praying in tongues, Um, the language that you get when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that you are actually praying uh, the perfect will of God, that the Holy Spirit is making intercession for you. It is building your spirit up, that as you pray in the Spirit, it actually is building you up. And as you do this more, I believe that it actually builds your spirit more and, and inclines your ear to the voice of God. The next thing is do what he says. Do what God says. James uh, exhorts us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. I think of the wedding where they ran out of, of, uh, of wine and Jesus' mother Mary comes to him and says, hey, uh, like we ran out of wine, like help. Um, they didn't plan out the wedding right. Uh, can you help them? And, and, uh, and so then he, she says to the servants, do what he says. And of course, uh, Jesus gives them instruction. They do what he says, and there is a miracle. There's provision. He gives them direction that provides provision, and apparently very good wine, um, is uh, the host said. And, and, and the same way, I believe, is that when we, instead of just, okay, I'm hearing, but okay, I'm hearing, but now doing what you said, that that's actually where we'll get to a place of God's provision, God's direction. Because he can be telling you things all the time, but if you're just standing there, you're not gonna be walking in them. It's not really direction if you're just there, right? But instead walking into them. Uh, when I, I've, I've recently, since having kids, I've regained the interest of camping. Um, and uh, we were out a couple years ago uh, camping and when we stepped out, I was in the middle of the night, I had to use the facilities, and I, they were somewhere over there. But I stepped out, and it was pitch black. Like, I, I couldn't see anything. Like, my hand was here. I couldn't see it. But so what I did, and because it's bear country, too, so I'm a little bit like, okay, I, I, I'm for sure. Okay, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Okay, oh, my goodness. And uh, 
I was, I was doing the first one, praying in the spirit. But um, I, I had, so then I flick on the light and there's a light and it's not like, it's huge. It's not like, and that way go. It was just a little bit around me that I could see. But as I started walking where the light was, the light continued to go forward. That as I just kept going where the light was, further my path was illuminated. As I just kept going to where uh, the next place where the light was, I, I could then see the, the next place. In, in Psalms 119, 105, it says this. Um, in Psalms uh, 119, 105, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Sometimes I wish that it said, and your word is a runway to my feet. It is, it is um, fluorescent lights all the way down to my path, but it isn't. It's a lamp. It, God's word, his word will show you so far. And then as you step on what he said, then the next will be revealed. The next you will see. And then as you just take that next step, wow, the next thing is, is, is shown by his word. So that as you do what he said, then you will now be able to walk into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And as you do it, it builds trust. It builds trust with God. Another word for that is faith. It builds faith in God. As you're like, okay, he's got me here. Oh, now he's got me here. So can I encourage you today? Can I encourage you today to go to the spiritual gym, to sow into the spirit, um, as, and as you do, that I believe that you will hear the voice of the Lord more clearly that you can be in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of, of the, the screaming life choices, and it's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You can be in the midst of that, but God can be speaking to you, that he can be speaking to you as you acknowledge him in your ways, as you withdraw part of your daily rhythm to, to incline, to hone in the, your ear to God's voice, as you get into his word, as you as you say, God, I, I need to hear you. I want to hear you speak to me, Lord. As you pray in the spirit and as you do what he says, he will lead you, he will guide you. He will guide you because God is speaking. It's not your idea, it's his idea. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that your word is a lamp onto our feet. That you do lead us and guide us into all truth. And that God, you are speaking. So Father, this year, this, this week, as we intentionally go forward to lean in, to, to lean in, to, to hit that spiritual gym, to hear your voice, Father, I thank you that we will hear your voice. Like your word says that we are your sheep, we hear your voice, and we do not go to another. Father, I pray right now that there would be clarity for those who are facing choices or problems in their life, and they need to know, okay, which way do I go? Father, I thank you that you have the right way. And that, Father, that there would be a clarity for them to say, yes, this is what the Lord is saying to me. This is what the Lord is saying to me.
So Father, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you and have a great week.